episode 46, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lambert. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're wrapping up our conversation with Bishop Emma Einson. The Reverend Dr. Emma Einson is Bishop of Penrith. She was formerly principal of Trinity College, Bristol, where she taught practical theology and spirituality and chaplain at Lee Abbey Community. The roles have helped her understand and appreciate the breadth and depth of the church. And, being married to a vicar, she has seen firsthand both the joys and challenges of parish ministry on the ground. As we grow, it's tempting to compare our progress to those around us. We even have a list of Beatitudes in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount where he lists qualities that we've adopted as a standard we should emulate. And as we compare ourselves, we can tend toward making perfection the goal. This is especially true for ambitious people. But as we seek to grow and to live a lifestyle of discipleship, there are some key dispositions we should look at that will help keep our unhealthy ambitions in check. In this final portion of our conversation with Emma, she unpacks these dispositions by looking at the Beatitudes and the ways we can be inspired by others around us. You also talk about in the next chapter that comparing ourselves can actually be a source of inspiration or it can be a source of inferiority. What do you mean by that? Because I've never heard anybody actually say that comparing ourselves could be a good thing and a source of inspiration. Well, how about comparing ourselves to Christ? You know that we are meant to, um, we are meant to look at Jesus and say he was the most perfect being that's ever lived. He was God incarnate. Um, I would like to become like him. So that's you know that is a sense of comparison, but it's but it's only it's only him. <laughs> you know, I think it's not healthy to compare ourselves with others. I think it's okay to look at others and say. I'm inspired by the way that person is living their life. You know, I see in that person something good, something godly, something that I would like to help me to live more like that. But it's it's when it becomes um, an obsession. It, it's when it becomes, uh, we talked earlier about that, that kind of inner contentment and inner mm-hmm. sense of identity. It's when it, it somehow does that down and we begin to feel lesser because that person is... is is greater in my, in our mind. So I think it is possible to 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 compare ourselves with others, um, but the motivation again must be inspiration rather than um, you know a negative one. Is it like uh, like when Paul says, "Follow me as I follow Christ"? Is that sort of what you're envisioning here? This idea that we can look at the example and and take their sort of lead and follow. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I think it, we need to be really careful who who we look at for that. And and maybe it's not always the most obvious sub- suspects. You know, we, we live in a culture that is very obsessed with celebrity and we're, we're encouraged to compare ourselves with celebrities. And that's no less so in the Christian world. You know, there are Christian celebrities as well as uh, uh, sort of famous pop stars or whatever. And we need to be really careful of that. And so, so who are the people that we can, you know, Jesus says, become like a child. So, mm-hmm. so how would it be if we kind of look at some of the ways that we see our children being just carefree and innocent and, you know, have wonderful sense of humor? How 
but if we compared ourselves with children, which is exactly what Jesus mm. is saying, um, how about in our preaching? You know, if we're when we're preaching about giving examples of uh, the ways that we're expecting people to live, we don't always hold up the the big person. You know, how about sometimes if we say do you know, I noticed a road sweeper the other day who was doing this really great thing, or, you know, my aunt Mabel has done this, you know, sometimes just picking the humble, the least, the smallest as those that we want to compare ourselves to Mm -hmm. the big shiny, shiny people. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the mustard seed kingdom idea, isn't it? Is it's just that, you know, even in those small things, that's where the kingdom of God is being planted and grow. I also asked that question from a little bit of, uh, I guess we'll say selfish motive to, I, 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 that's the purpose in which we want to have this podcast. Like we want to have guests on, uh, you know, through which we can learn about this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, I, you are one of these guests that can really teach us things. And, and I mean, you've inspired me to, uh, to want to have a, a better approach to this idea that, you know, I, I desire to be ambitious and successful in certain areas of my life. That's just, that's just who that's part of me but i don't have to be denigrated because i have those desires what i can use i can take those desires and i can point them at the kingdom of god and then god can use those things um you know to to grow his kingdom and to grow me and then hopefully to to serve others well so um so thank you for being that source of inspiration oh it's it's an absolute pleasure but uh, (laughs) i i love that i mean you know, that this was my purpose in writing this book, really, was to to help others to to live more Christianly, to you know, to live that life in all its fullness. And I I really love it that particularly, actually, particularly some women, um, you know, female leaders who have maybe been told, oh, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that, have written mm-hmm. to me and said, thank you for your book because it's given me the confidence to step into this role or to take on that or to do this, and that just brings joy to my heart because I think. What I want this book to be about is, a, is about releasing people, freeing people to be the people that God has made them to be. So, so if it does that, then then I'm very happy. <laughs> I think it does. It does it very well. Thank you. So, um, I want to talk about one last thing, and it's your it's your last chapter when you talk about the uh, the spiritual. Let me get the the words right. Uh, key spiritual dispositions for ambitious people, and because uh, you talked about you you wanted to call it. Uh, spiritual disciplines for ambitious people, but you focus this chapter on the Beatitudes. And so, again, like I, I mentioned earlier in our conversation, I was up early this morning trying to do a lot of research because your chapter on this has uh, has really challenged me, and just my whole world when it comes to the Beatitudes has been challenged lately um, because I read some stuff. I read The Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard, and he mm-hmm. dealt with the mm-hmm. – um, the Beatitudes in a way, like it, it honestly, it changed my opinion. So he yeah. changed my mind on this. Um, whereas I sort of thought these Beatitudes were these things that I had to become in order to, th- they were doing things, right? So like, you know, if you needed to be poor in spirit, I had to become poor in spirit in order to be blessed, for instance. Um, but y- you say this isn't the truth, right? That's looking at these things as prescriptive, and you're saying they're descriptive. Yeah. So how does how does looking at the Beatitudes as descriptive help us uh, develop spiritually as uh, ambitious leaders? Yeah, yeah. I I think like you, that light went on for me in in reading a few different things, but Dallas Willard being one of them actually, and just understanding 
understanding the context of uh, Jesus speaking these words. So Jesus was sat there on the hillside, um, surrounded by a whole load of people, and it talks um, about him healing people. And all those who came to him were those who were sick and those who were downcast. So he was surrounded not with the ambitious of society, you know, not with the great, not with the successful of society. He was surrounded by people who were struggling in all sorts of different ways. And he looks at them and his, and his own disciples and says, you are blessed. So blessed are you if you know blessed are you who are poor in spirit blessed are you who mourn blessed are the meek and i think you're right i think we often read the beatitudes and think okay here's another set of things i need to try hard at you know here's another set of goals of targets and i could imagine ambitious people like me and like me like you we, we've already admitted that reading this and thinking okay i'm gonna just be the best at the beatitudes you know i'm gonna <laughs> smash the beatitudes and do them really really well and, and, and that was kind of the the attitude i wanted to get away from and i wanted to say if you're an an ambitious person this is not another and this is why i shied away from the word disciplines although i really like the word discipline you know spiritual disciplines i think are a good thing but i didn't want it to be another another set of to-do lists that people had i think what jesus is doing here is describing the characteristics of the citizens of the kingdom you know he he is saying you even though you might be poor in spirit even though you might be downcast you are blessed why are you blessed because you belong to me so again, it's back mm -hmm. to the identity thing. It's a, you are blessed because you're mine. Oh, even though you're mourning, you know, even though you're the lowest of the low, you are still blessed because you're part of this wonderful kingdom that won't see its fulfillment till the end of time. Um, but you're already blessed now in that. Um, so that was kind of the, that was the approach that I wanted to take. So I struggled mm -hmm. a lot with the words, you know, dispositions, dis, um, disciplines how to talk about them i do think they are something that we can um we can appropriate more you know we can move in more we can um inhabit more fully not simply mm -hmm. to try harder at but we can understand them and we can work at living so you know poor in spirit i think means blessed are those who are wholly dependent on god the, the Greek word means bent low, actually. So it's, you know, those who are kind of so bent low that they really depend on God for everything. Well, I can check in with myself every day and say, am I really dependent on God for whatever I've got to do today? Or am I going to just rely on my own abilities to get through the day? Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? You can just kind of reframe yeah. your way in the way that you, your day in the way that you approach them. Mourning, mourning, blessed are those who mourn. It's Jesus is talking about the kind of mourning that you do for the bridegroom who's not come yet. It's about longing for more of his kingdom to come on earth. So if I spend the day thinking, oh, I really wish the kingdom would come more in my community or in my school or in my place of work, that's the kind of mourning that Jesus is talking about. So how do we pray mm -hmm. into that? How do we live with that? Yeah, and, and, and that's what I'm... I guess that's what I was doing a lot of meditating on this morning is is that idea because again it's not that I should try to be a destitute person, you know, mm. poor in spirit, but but it's that knowing that those people are blessed and will inherit the kingdom, I can change the way I approach leadership. So now my leadership isn't necessarily about making myself great because I know that that's not 
that's definitely not the path to, you know, to, to, to being blessed. Um, I, I can seek righteousness and then, you know, I know that I will be, I will be filled. But so then there's the, those good lessons that come from, you know, humility. Humility then becomes, I think, like your word is uh, pointing out, a, a proper disposition mm-hmm. by which I can approach the things that I do. And so um, anyway, I just want to say thank you for that, for that chapter. I mean, you hit on a lot of really good points and it's, it's really, really good food for thought. I wish we could dig into it uh, more detail, but I want to be sensitive to your time. So people have to go out and, uh, and get the book. So <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> to enjoy the full thing, but um, where can people go to get a copy of the book and then to, uh, to follow along with the work that you are doing? Well, the book, is published in the UK by SPCK. Um, I think IVP is the the similar imprint in the state. So um, if you go to the SPCK website, there'll be some details there about how to get hold of a copy of the book. Um, it's available on all um, booksellers that I won't name, um, but are found in this country and um, and your country. So yes, um, yeah, there there are various ways that you can get hold of that. And we'll have a link to it in the uh, show notes so you guys can go down there and click on that and it'll take you right on over to a great place so you can you can get it. Um, Bishop Emma, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I do want to just give you one last word if you want to say something else or give a direct call to action to our audience. Uh, if you just want to say anything, I, I want to give you that opportunity. <laughs> thank you. Um, and I would just say keep being ambitious for the kingdom. You know, don't don't lower your um, ambitions, but keep them focused on God. Keep the motivation in his direction. Keep coming before him with, with others. And uh, we can change the world for Jesus if we are ambitious for him. Praise God. Thank you so much for your work and for being with us today. You're very welcome. Thank you for talking with me. When it comes to living the Christian life, ambition is not wrong or evil. In fact, God wants to use your ambition for his glory and to expand his kingdom on earth. So whether you are in full-time ministry or have some other vocation, your pursuit of excellence will serve to make other disciples. But there is a danger in pursuing success if it's not motivated from a place of identity in Christ. If we lose sight of who God has called us to be, our ambition will become a source of destruction rather than a blessing. So we need to cultivate a spiritual disposition that has us looking at Jesus and little children and the small, simple acts that bring about the kingdom of God as our sources of inspiration. We need to evaluate our hearts and our actions and compare them with those that Jesus was describing in the Beatitudes. If God blesses those who have nothing and have to rely completely on him for everything, why are you striving so hard to be independent and to define your identity on your own terms? As ambitious people, we must learn to place more emphasis on our own character formation than on what others think of us or the outside metrics of success. So if you're an ambitious person, who has a desire to serve others with excellence and wants to see them brought deeper into the kingdom of God, go and serve with everything God has given you. Because it's good that you should follow your ambition as long as it's motivated by the kingdom of God. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. 
but we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Emma's work, check out her book, Ambition, What Jesus Said About Power, Success, and Counting Stuff. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Chris and I talk about how our ambitions have been shaped by this conversation with Emma. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.